Hello out there in podcast land, welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where your hosts have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give you our insight into the film, and we play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined by my co-host, Maestro. Hello! And Annie. Hey! Yeah, hey, still filling in for uh, Hollywood. Uh, this week, we're watching 2005's Diary of a Mad Black Woman. And I hate myself for this. So there's a little bit of information I just found out today. Oh. The 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 singer Pink mm. got her name from the fact that she uses, uh, when she gets um, like shy or something like that, her face flushes to, her face flushes to like it's pink. That's the reason why. Okay. It makes sense. She's really pale, so any kind <laughs> of temperature, mood change would probably show on your. Yeah. Sorry. Sidetracked. This movie was directed by Darren Grant. Back to the podcast, guys. Uh, Darren Grant uh, hasn't done a whole lot of things. He's been, he does single TV shows here and there. He was mostly known for doing music videos, like for Boys to Men, Destiny's Child. He did some Drew Hill in there, uh, Big Pun, some, uh, some major names back in the day. But he's trying out directing films. And we'll see how that goes. This film stars Kimberly Elise, Tyler Perry, Steve Harris, Tyler Perry, Shamar Moore, and Tyler, Tyler Perry. Perry. <laughs> Here's a quick synopsis of the film, then we'll get into our review of the movie. A couple's seemingly solid marriage begins to crumble when the wife discovers that her husband intends to divorce her. Have you seen this movie before, Mr. I saw part of it. I didn't know which movie you were talking about until I saw the specific section, in which case I realized what movie I was watching. Okay. <laughs> So that's a... Maybe. Maybe. Fantastic. Annie, have you seen this before? I had not. All right. I also had not seen this, and that was very, very intentional. I've I've seen enough clips of this Medea person over the course of my life to know that I need to stay as far away from these kinds of movies (laughs) as humanly possible. Uh, But because they're doing a a funeral, Medea's funeral or something, there's a new Medea movie coming out this weekend. So we're... uh, we're doing this movie. Yes, because it was one of us that selected it. I know. I selected it because it's it's part of the algorithm that I choose, of how I choose movies. Are you telling me, based upon your algorithms, you just basically pointed a, a movie that you know you won't like and suffer through it? No. I see what's coming out the weekend and seeing what movie can relate to that movie to be topical somewhat. That movie is coming out. Of course, the best topical thing to do is where the media started. So this is the first Medea movie. This is the birth of the Medea movies. Birth of the Medea movies, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. been there's been plenty since then. <laughs> I don't know what they are because I avoid them at all costs. So like she's lived a whole life before her death. What? Because it's the funeral, Medea's funeral. And no, so it's a Medea family birth. funeral. Oh, you said Medea funeral. No, she doesn't die, as far as I know. <laughs> I don't know, and I will never find out. Something tells me you secretly know, and you watched all the Medea movies uh, already. New, new, new. Was that new? Okay. No. Mm-hmm. So, first thoughts about the movie? We just walked out of the theater. What, give me your thoughts. Nowhere near as awful as I thought it was going to be, based on everything that you said. <laughs> Honestly, it had really good. Um, play on a bunch of things especially considering the time when it was made okay yeah please elaborate well think of it this way man i mean like this is like a a self-empowering movie for a woman that has uh everything stripped from her and building herself back up and not only uh letting go of her past but getting even in revenge at the same time and not just in the way that you just punch a person out this gets like methodical yeah yeah she she does go a little crazy. A little, a little? That's... She got dark. She didn't get crazy. Yeah. But she she got real. Yeah. Are are we supposed to walk away from this movie and, and like is this a, supposed to be a feel good type of ending? Uh yes. yeah. This followed that kind of I don't know, what year was this made? Two thousand five. Oh. So it feels like it follows that late nineties com- comedy romantic comedy? Yeah. So rom com. Rom com. Kind of feel where you know exactly what's going to happen in the end but they have to go through that little period of oh no what's going to happen and she's going to make the wrong choice and then she makes the right choice kind of a thing so it, it followed so basically I mean, no unprecedented twist for you other than the most beautiful man in the world <laughs> being in it you talking about I've, Tyler Perry 
Shamar Moore, I assume. Is he the one from Criminal Minds? I believe He looks kind of like Tyson. Tyson? Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson? Not at all. No, no, Tyson. Mike Tyson? Tyson? You guys, his first name is Tyson. Tyson Beckfield? Larry Tyson? I don't know. Tyson. Is this a sports person? He was on... Person? No. Tyra Banks had him on America's Next Top Model Tyson at one Fury? Point, and turns out he's an actor slash model. No idea what you're talking about. But he was on Criminal Minds, this, this guy. Shamar yeah. Moore. Yeah. There's a guy named Tyson Fury, but he's not in no, the movie. Tyson, try Tyson. Oh, Tyson Bre- Vacuum. Try just putting in Tyson B-E-C. Tyson Chicken Breast. Oh. B-E-C? I don't know why I agree to do these things. <laughs> Beckford? Yes, Beckford. I said Beckfield. I was so close. Oh, Taking a look. I mean, that's a He's big not, step is, for me. When is he in this movie? No, I said the... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Who invited you guys you're to You're not this? used to Maestro yet. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, to me, there was nothing that happened in this entire movie that was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Well, yeah, everything was telegraphed. Everything was very predictable. There's, uh, there was maybe two times that I laughed, and it, one of them was because a car drove through a, a guardrail type of thing. That, that's, there was that's that, barely comedy. That's there was a the, comment in the beginning too that made you laugh really hard. I don't remember what it was in reference to because it also named a celebrity that I'm not familiar with. Oh, but okay, that was the second time. I, I knew I should have written it down. I'm surprised you didn't catch all the little snippets that the brother and Medea were having together. Oh, no. I caught all the supposed jokes that they were saying back to me for each other. Really? I, 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 every, no. Because it was just like, all right. You were dead to me. This is not... <laughs> it's, it's, it, wasn't, it wasn't funny. It just wasn't funny. In all fairness, Adam and Amanda's banter back and forth is actually funny and feels kind of like witty quips versus... The Medea and her brother, uh, which just felt like I'm going to straightforward insult you in the meanest way I can think of, and say all the things that I've wanted to say to other women to you, and all the things I've ever wanted to say to men to you. Yeah. Whereas Adam and Amanda, so he has a little higher level yeah, of experience. Yeah, the, the, the way that you're supposed to be uh, witty is is not this. I, that's something. Yeah, something. Yeah. With, with my sister and I, when we go back and forth. It's it's great. It's quick, and it's funny. It's not these kinds of setup jokes. Uh, where he basically tells her, oh, you got a small penis. <laughs> oh, that's that old gem. Your ass oh. is the size of a refrigerator. Right. I think at least that's what I think you said. Somebody yeah, no, so somebody put a refrigerator on your ass. That's what it looked like since the last time I saw you. <laughs> How do you remember that so well? You were asleep. Oh, I, you rewatched it. That's right. I rewatched part of the parts that I fell asleep for. Yes. How did you know? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's a curse. I periodically woke him up when I saw him falling asleep, so... Sure, you had a recollection of all right somewhere around here. Mm. Oh my god! The, the, okay, uh, this is a, this is billed as Diary of a Mad Black Woman. I was under the assumption that I was going to be Medea, but mm-hmm. it turns out the the Diary of the Black Woman is mm-hmm. is this uh, Kimberly L. Elise. Yeah, a majority mm-hmm. of the time when you watch the Medea movies, uh, Medea isn't the main character. Okay, so Tyler Perry just jacking himself off by putting him. His face very prominent on the cover of, of this of this movie poster. What? He's the most famous person on the bill. But the, it, it, the, if you see the, the the poster for this, it's diving mad black woman, Medea, front and center, huge, and then way behind are the all the all the, are the main characters, and then the sub characters are behind them. This is and so my diary of a mad black woman. Oh, this big black woman in the front? Nope, not her diary. The one over there in the back. Behind. Not, if if Medea thought, moved out of the way, you could see the main character back there. I thought it's all about like um, putting Medea up because she's the one that everyone comes to look for. Yeah, she's the strong female presence in everyone's lives. And but the movie's not about her. She's an ancillary character to it. She, what? She, she's a character. She's she's there to help move the story along, but the, the movie's not about her. Yes. Maybe, maybe the title and all that's supposed to throw you off because... Diary of a mad black woman makes you think crazy black woman, and then all the clips you see are her being a crazy woman, but really it's an angry, pissed off black woman, not like crazy, just like angry. And so it, the whole thing throws you off of the real plot. So you're, yeah. you know, first, know first of all, I, I, I do not accept the premise in which you're trying to say that Taylor Perry is trying to do anything clever uh, <laughs> whatsoever, because I don't think he has that in him to be clever. I don't think he's very, pretty clever. I mean, I've seen all of his uh, Broadway shows too. Oh, that I'd be interested in. Yeah, this whole Medea spiel thing. Are you just? You Why just did you don't... say you liked him in Star Trek? Also, yeah. I, no, I, I didn't. He 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 had he four speaking lines. 
So I didn't like him. It just I didn't hate him. I have a question. I didn't be like, oh god, get this jackass off is, the screen. Is he just you don't like the Medea character, or you just don't like the story in general? I don't like this style of movie, which the, is which th- th- this to me nineteen nineties rom com. This is two thousand five, uh, but it's it's very predictable. There's nothing fresh about it. Uh, you got. <laughs> have you seen nineteen nineties rom coms? I'm sure I have. I don't think you have. If this is not project, this is not unexpected for you. The, most rom- is not most rom coms are like this. Yeah, but there, there's at least something about it that's a little bit clever. To me, the, not really. The cleverest thing about this movie is that there's one guy playing three characters. Woo-hoo. Wait, what was the Eddie Murphy movie where he played like every person? Nutty in the Professor. Family? Nutty Professor. So it's. I feel like it's the Nutty Professor mixed with Mrs. Doubtfire, but then given like a. Hard Knocks Life kind of version to it because Mrs. Doubtfire is up like they live in like fancy livings. Not to mention this is like dark scale too when she gets angry too, right? Oh yeah, dude. She I did not actually see that coming. I thought she's gonna be pissed and yell at him or something, but like she got real dark. I did not see that coming. Yeah, she almost honestly. killed the guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, another thing that bothered me was that every this every character in this is was very. Like it, it was all exaggerated, like crazy. Everybody was one type of person, and that and that was it. Yeah, like that's true. That's that also makes sense because most rom coms they are over exaggerated people. Yeah, but the, no, no character had any depth. It's a rom com, but there is, there's rom coms where people have depth. Like I disagree. Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, Who? Bradley Cooper. Who? Silver Linings Playbook. Who? You were gonna say anything? I disagree with that. There was one. The um cousin who's married to he has the his daughter and a son Tyler and Perry. Tyler Perry no 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 so it's the cousin he's the attorney that's yeah. Tyler Perry that's not is that oh that's actual Tyler that's Perry actual oh, okay Tyler I was Perry. like I thought it was like it's not one of those yeah so his character that's why I said his name yeah. three times he played himself there as a real person then Medea oh, and then Medea's brother gotcha uh, yeah his character I think was a little more complex you know he Seem to have gone through the I want to help you, I want to help you, I want to help you stages with the wife that he clearly loved, but was at the point of, look, you're, I feel like you're hurting our children more than I could ever help you. I have to push you away. Like, you could see it on his face, like, that it hurt to tell her no, and and then letting it. it, it I felt like okay. he had some depth to him. He seemed like a, a, a standout from the rest of the characters, like a real person. Who's actually going through the things and reacting the way a real person would if given the background that character had. And then afterwards, he has a bunch of growth where he starts accepting the fact that just because his wife became a drug addict did not mean that the singing was the issue and his daughter can actually improve and do singing of her own. Even if it's just in the church, it's a way of expressing who she really is. And to stifle that would mean that not only that he's stifling her daughter, but he's also stifling the fact that everything that his wife ever stood for that was good. Okay, so so not only did uh, Tyler Perry go go on and put his Medea face at the cover of this, he also uh-huh. gave the best character to himself, looking as he normally does. No, because what was the guy with the the hair the and dreads? the bandana? What's yeah. his name? I thought Orlando. you were going to Orlando. There are no lines you could give him that would ever make him less of my favorite character. In the entire movie. So it's impossible for Tyler Perry to have given himself a better character. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Just I mean, because have you seen his face? That guy's no, face. No, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a specimen. I'll give you that. And for not, sure. And not to mention the major two actors in this entire movie, or three actors if you consider the bad guy, which is the ex-husband, um, in this movie, they were the biggest part of the whole story. Yeah. And so that means that every part that Tyler Perry played was a side character at best. Right. Aside from my rebuttal, I pretty much did that to piss you off and also just... W- excuse me? ...really highlight the... Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know his name. Someone give me his damn name. Which, Orlando? I'm keep calling him the... the Orlando. Orlando. Just call we, just, we just... No, I meant his real name. Oh. Uh, Shamar Moore. You want to call... You, is I should it, call him you, Orlando. Yeah. I don't okay. remember that. Uh, yeah, no. Adam's right, though. Uh, every character was very one-dimensional. Even the the... In the beginning, when she's getting kicked out, I was like, "No one's gonna do it that way. No one's gonna have the newly the new side girl coming in to be like my new main bitch." 
right while I'm trying to kick you out. Like, they're going to do that alone so that there's no scene and it's not going to make your new lady feel super uncomfortable and put her in that situation. Like, if you care about her the way that mm-hmm. he's saying he does and all of that, like, that doesn't happen. Yeah. You're going to kick your wife. Maybe, yeah, you'll pack her stuff up first so it's easier to get her out of the house, but you're going to do that solo. You're not going to tell her, come over tonight while I'm kicking her out or after her. You're going to make sure, like, she's out, coast is clear, now you come. Well, like, there's just so many steps of that. There's, like, I mean, it's it, That part was very confusing because the character that played the main actress in the film kept on go, trying to plead for that lifestyle, that life that mm-hmm. she had, even though she saw signs of things going wrong. Like, she already knew he was having an affair. She already knew that he was not happy. Yet, she kept on trying to do things to be what he wanted even to the point where she uh, put herself in the situation where all of her stuff got kicked put, taken out mm-hmm. she knew that and she walks in and sees all these new clothes that don't fit her well and she she's this this girl's she's fucking insane uh she she which one uh, all of them every every everybody everybody in this whole movie is, is has mental deficiencies uh we we start off seeing the whole like uh charles dick Super antagonist. Yeah. From the beginning. He's yeah. made out to look like a horrible person and she's made out to be like the innocent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm pure. But how could he get that dicky to somebody that's acting like that all the time? In what world can she be like, tell me, how do I make your night special? You can leave and get out of the car so I can go bang my secretary or whatever. That, that how, how does that happen all the time? I, I, it's, it's, it's too cartoonish. It's, you get it's, bored. Well, you and then she doesn't know what to do to make it more exciting. This is what you fell in love with. I don't know what's changed with you. Uh, and then you begin to resent her more and more. She doesn't know how to change become what you want because you won't tell her, this is now what I'm into or who I'm interested in. How does she grow and evolve with that if you're at work all of the time? So I get kind of – because she does seem like she's still like the girl from 18 years ago that got married. She doesn't seem to understand anything that's going on or – life or what have you so it seems like she never grew he's been working and growing in his career and evolving as a person and she didn't he's bored with her doesn't want to be around her he's so irritated by her and then finally got to the breaking point so 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 this this girl that hasn't grown up uh what is what what about her would be something that ah, some super hot mechanic guy might fall in love with just right away so that's the part that bothered me is she grew up over the course of like what three months. That I, th- doesn't happen that fast. I, I feel like this was even just a couple days. No, uh, they no said they, they, they literally told us in oh, okay. the movie the timeline. All right, but yeah, no, he didn't start dating her until after she got. She went to her mom. Her mom told her, "You have to be strong. Let it cry, let it out, and then take you know take hold of your life again. Yeah. Figure out who you are." And she got the job as the waitress, and then she's writing her diary about how. I'm laughing and smiling more than I ever have. And, oh, that's what it is. I'm figuring out who I am. And then it's after that that he takes her on the first date. He picks her up while she's in the rain because her cousin, Tyler Perry, couldn't make it out. Someone with the kids. And so he picked her up. And then they went to that jazz bar. And that's when they start dating. So it's like two, three months. But still, if you're married for 18 years, like, she fell in love real quick. And he did. I, her, yeah. I could, I could see her just like, uh, what is he? What do you call it? Rebounding quickly into the first guy that seems interesting. Uh-huh. But for this guy, th- there was nothing about her, this character that would lead me to believe that this guy would just be like, oh, fall in love with the love at first sight for this guy. Nagging isn't just for guys. She was a bitch to him at first. Made him want her more. Okay, so he's an <gasps> idiot too. Then wow. everybody's idiots. Right? You like it? I learned uh, that term from you too. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, ammunition against you. <laughs> so so, it just everything is 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 too simple, uh, too cut and clear. Uh, like, there's no depth even to the, the goddamn story. So would you rather have it that they did a slow one-up shot when he first sees her to see that she's very attractive from the get-go, at least in your eyes from what he sees, and then change the number from three months to like a year and a half? I would rather have this her character, uh, her, Helen, have some depth, have something else besides just, oh, I don't know what to do. 
show something else, some sort of uh, passion for anything, uh, some sort of uh, street sense of some something something that you can grasp onto and be like, oh, that's 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 kind of cool about you. From what I gathered, her character pretty much didn't have the chance to express who she really was. She came out of high school with him and instantly got like hitched and didn't have her life afterwards. So basically, she never learned to express anything that she wanted to do because she never had the chance. So, even more to my point, then. So she doesn't know who she is either. Yeah. So what is he grabbing onto to be like, hey, I like that about you? Because she doesn't even fucking know who she is. But that's How not is what, he supposed to know who she is? Probably because that's not what he's grabbing onto. We're led to, this guy is supposed to be the nice guy. The, uh-huh. the, the, the perfect guy that all women are always trying to get because he's, he's sensitive and he's hot. and he, Christian. He, Christian. Yeah, all these things. Uh. I'll check, 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 check. Fine. Uh-huh. That's the kind of guy that girls would gravitate towards. Uh-huh. For him to be just like, mm. she's like Bella from uh, the Twilights. There's like bland, nothing personality. So Helen's like Bella? Yes. No, no, I feel like Bella had a lot more internal monologue and personality and backstory to her. And I don't even like. You are making a, a, a better point for me then. Bella yeah. is more interesting than this girl. No, I'm with you on that. I think that. When you asked, should it be a year and a half? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, 100%. Definitely needs to be a much, much longer growth period. Mm-hmm. Give me a montage that, of her yeah. doing something that's interesting. But so- that doesn't coincide with the typical divorce period for what aligns with the movie. Yeah. We, we, we can't just have that line in there saying, I'm laughing more. <laughs> that, so, uh, great. That's that's the growth? That one, that one line is, is supposed to tell us... All the growth that she's gone through mm-hmm. that makes her the person now that Orlando is now like, ooh, I need to get a piece of that. I think that's the reason why the whole idea about having the diary was the point of it. Because having this kind of story overlap over one movie would take too long. They could have added two minutes of the movie giving us a montage. Yeah. And then tell that. us that she's been litigating the divorce. Uh-huh. In court and give us that exact same scene where she says, you know what? Let him have it all as long as he pays my attorney fees and pays for my mother to stay. Uh-huh. That pick up from there on, same movie, but give us that year and a half, two year growth period that's more realistic and give us some montage of her actually growing as a person, developing a skill set and some sort of sense of self-worth and inner drive. Uh-huh. Not well, just I'm waitressing and now I know who I am. But hold on a second, though. Didn't you just say like a while ago that Adam that you hated montages in movies? No, no, I don't hate montages. They're they're, they're overplayed. I think. Uh huh. But they're a necessary device. If you're trying to get a point across in a short period of time, then if you have to use a montage, great. Here's a better way you could do it. Instead of using a montage, use a diary. No, have it. Have it. Have it. No. <laughs> Well, then, then give us more better, more better, more ah, better content in the diary than just I'm laughing more. Huh. Okay, she, here's the scene. She's just saying it better. This, this would be a, this would be a perfect scene to add in. It, it would take thirty seconds, and uh, I, I would have less to argue about. Okay, uh, she's having a shitty day. No. She maybe she, it's that day in the rain, and she's like, "I'm not gonna get in the car with you." And uh, she's walking down the street, sees a bum sleeping on the floor. Uh, she pauses, turns, gives the bum her umbrella, and keeps walking in the rain. And the guy saw that happening. Like, oh, look at this. Look at this girl. She she cares more about people than she does about herself. Type of, some, something like that. That now he can be like, oh, I see that I see that about you that other people don't see about you. And that's what I'm grabbing onto. I have a question for you. Yeah. Real quick. If there had been a montage that showed the growth, would you still have hated this movie just as much? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's, nothing, there's no saving it. <laughs> I think this movie was just a great job. I don't think this is much better than you say it is. No. You're just being argumentative. It's, it's, no, uh, I agree. No, I think this is actually a pretty good movie. I actually watched the whole movie and didn't sleep through it. Okay. Me neither. I know, right? Thanks. What did you do, Adam? Did you sleep through it? Yeah, I did. I slept through it the first time, then I came back and I had to finish up. Can I tell you a part that gave me mad feels and just like... Okay. Uh, the very end that uh, when they're in church. Oh, the church. Uh, just hear me out. Okay. So I was super involved with my church when I was younger. I led the confirmation retreats and taught pre-K Sunday school and involved every weekend with whatever, you know, volunteer program we were doing that weekend. So when they were singing, it weirdly just took me straight back to like feels from 7th, 8th, ninth grade mm-hmm. just straight back like it was the weirdest thing yeah okay. i i 
felt the exact way I felt then, and I made me miss it a little bit. And it was the really weird feeling. And if you hadn't been asleep, I could have been able to work through these emotions with you. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was it was strange. Like I don't even know how to describe it because I had forgotten that feeling entirely. But it took me straight back to that. Yeah, I I got the same thing. Very weird. I I got one of those reactions during the choir uh, scene. Yeah, Uh, it was like oh, but but that's that's a nostalgia type of thing. That that the whole churching didn't belong in this movie. What are you talking about? I was just about? saying a scene that gave yeah. me feels. Yeah, yeah, no. Funny little movie. I know, I know. But, but now that's another thing I need to argue about now. I'm just going to rip <laughs> about this movie. The, the, the whole church thing doesn't belong. Yes, it does. You, the, the, so we have three different movies happening here. Yes. We have, we have, we have a romance uh, between uh, Will They, Won't They over here on the uh-huh, side with, uh-huh. uh, with Hot Criminal Minds dude. Uh-huh. Um, and then we have... Orlando. Orlando. And then we have uh, this uh, like re- revenge porn type of thing happening. That's the same characters. Yeah, but but the, but the three separate storylines. Wait, are, but so are they getting a little too complex for you? No, <laughs> no, they can't figure out what the fuck they're doing. Is what I'm saying. No, no, they can't figure out what they're trying to what they're trying to accomplish here. Oh, I liked how they all tied in together at the end with the church. That'd be like calling a ball of yarn complex. They've been talking about religion the entire time. Like it kept throwing me off. I was like, why do they keep talking about God and Christianity in this movie? And then I was, oh, it's targeted for people who are religious, not me. And then also, each character, we were talking about religion through the whole thing about, like, with the, each character's, like, other storyline, religion was a portion of it that ended up culminating at the end with the church, with the wife that was a druggie, ended up getting clean and coming back, singing and meeting with her daughter for the first time, and seeing that her, and the main character, seeing that he could actually f- f- um, rise up above what he was doing in the past and actually become a full walking again person, and then, like, become, not being the evil person he was in the past. And it's all connects at the end. That's the whole reason why the church is there, unless you fell asleep for those parts. Of no, it's, just, it's, just, it's, it's clunky. I have an interjection real quick. Okay. On, it's actually on Adam's side, probably. Oh. Uh, I'll start not to do with this movie. What? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Um, I had a little bit of an issue with the... the druggy mom coming in because the daughter I could have sworn she said it's like I'm I'm performing at the church tomorrow or, or something like that. it was a really short period it was like within a day or two of mm-hmm. her, her saying this to her mom mm-hmm. her mom checks herself into rehab and goes through all of the symptoms of withdrawal <laughs> in a day or two is that how it goes set up like that yeah and so then all so it was after her daughter came and sat on the porch to her next to her and was talking to her and telling her i would really love it if you could be there mm-hmm. and her mom could couldn't even look her in the eye couldn't even look at her and then she started crying and then she went and she checked herself into rehab she got herself the help so we see that she's finally willing to to actually commit to changing on her own just like tyler perry's character said i need you to do i can't keep helping you because i've heard it a million times and then we see her going through the withdrawal, and then she's at the church singing, totally like done with the withdrawals, and I made it through. Yes, you'll still have the recovery process of not relapsing, but she she made it through all of the withdrawal in a day, a two days. That doesn't happen. Not no. if she's got Once. as serious of a drug problem as the movie is making her out yeah. to be. That bothered me like, yeah. a lot. No, I agree with you when uh, when it comes to all the time issues, because... The time lapses that they're putting together, I can I can understand why it wouldn't make sense. They could have written it better. They could have. They but, could have just put that scene a, a week or two earlier. Yeah, this is true. Or they could have. Or they what it could have. Or they what it could have done is just said that she was going to do it a month later instead. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But or, or a better idea: uh, take the the screenplay for this, throw it in the trash can, light the trash can on fire. And everybody walks away. Do you not know it's wildfire season soon? Yeah. Why, you'd be so insensitive, It's in man. California, madam. Yeah. No, but not right now. It's not. Soon. I don't, okay. I'm not saying throw it in a fire soon. I'm saying throw it now. How do you know when this was pitched, Adam? Are you trying to start another fire? Seriously. Yes. If it burns down the Tyler Perry mansion, it's fantastic. I think that it's um, the, the only thing I have a gripe with the movie, honestly, is just that they should have changed the timelines of or extended the periods of growth time but the words that they used in it were just fine it's just the expressed use of the time was off i do actually disagree with that i feel like i'm in between both of you because i didn't hate the movie anywhere near as much as adam did but i did feel that they were being too obvious like i'm not stupid 
you can give me something that's a little less here. This is what I'm feeling. Here is what I'm feeling. Here is what is happening. Like make it a little more elusive. Make me have to interpret it a little bit. I'm not as an audience person watching. We're not stupid. We don't need you to tell us. I've been in love with him for 18 years and I don't even know this man that I'm sleeping next to anymore. Something has changed and I'm not happy. All of a sudden now I'm happy and I'm laughing. Like they literally spell it out for us word for word. It's like, no, write it the diary like an actual diary. Like emotions are coming out on the page and let us interpret that and feel it. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. bothered me a little bit because I, I was just like, I don't believe you. That's not how people feel. Ah, no. Everything in the movie, every character, every plot point, everything was kind of like a, "Hey, this is what we're doing." Do you are you guys following? Okay. Are you sure? Here, here's some more information to let you know exactly what's happening, exactly who this character is. Okay. All right. Now, here's what's going to happen in the story with this character we just introduced. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But all then- right. Now, here's another character coming in. This is what kind of person they are. Exactly. You got it. Okay, now here's what's gonna happen in their story. Everything was it was it was fed to us as if we, we we've never seen a movie before. Yet for some reason, you said earlier that you were confused about the whole thing because you said it was all over the place. They're, yeah, they're, they're taking all these things. Okay, 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 and then pff, slamming it all together. So it's just without they're not, trying, they're not weaving a story. They're they're wait they're like smashing. love actually when they uh, have like nine different stories and all of a sudden they're yeah, interconnected. In the last yeah, there's minutes. a term for that. Sorry, I an, just no, we, but there's a way to do that properly. It's called an anthology. Yeah, there's like a fucking Drive was a great tying it all together story movie, which I think that won an Oscar. That was that was great. I don't actually just just was not thinking that where you were, were comparing Love Actually to that, but the no. way you set that up and phrased it, it was just like ah, I can get this in there. Pulp Fiction's so all over the place too, but uh-huh. it all comes together. Reservoir Dogs all over the place yeah, comes but, together. Yeah, of course. I'm because not, that's good writing. That's good. Just good. Like that's everything. <laughs> no, Adam. Good characters. Good writing. Good dialogue. I, don't think I hate Reservoir Dogs. You're, you're just, you're, no. No, I think it was a stupid I don't, movie. I don't, uh, nope. I don't think that this was all over the place the way that you're feeling it is. Reservoir Dogs was a great movie. Back to you, though. This was not as all over the place as you're making it seem. It no, really no, it was not. not. Like, they three, did not feel like three separate stories happening. Okay. Uh, this this gangster guy that we, we get introduced to. Yeah. Uh, another just, like, super oh. obvious, hey, I'm a gangster. How do you mm-hmm. know? Because he's par- permanently scowling. He's he's always angry, mm-hmm. and he says, hey, "You remember you used to do drugs for me?" No, he ran drugs for the attorney. Right, to, uh, to Charles. Uh, so for him, yes. Confused much? No. <laughs> sorry, no. I was sorry. Yeah. We're gonna let you finish. It was it was a dumb character. And uh, all right, I agree with you on that. No, I agree with you on the drug. I forgot about him. They plopped him in. They should have given us some backstory, I think, to the marriage entirely. If they're going to have a character like that come in and say, back in the day, I got your your law practice up and running with the drugs that I was running for you to get you the money to get your practice up and running. They should have given us some scene in the beginning, in my opinion, of them young, happy, and in love, and this happening without her knowledge, so she's still innocent and blah. But him, so that way the threat seems more real later. This was just a character plugged in for story purposes. Oh, wait, he's gonna have some dirt on you. And then I was thinking, okay, so he's gonna get brought down for drug charges, it's gonna work out great for her because she's no longer married to him and she's not gonna yeah, that's get, a, but yeah. But this is just just some random, and there's no backstory to. We don't even find out. Like we don't see him leave after that and get some backstory on him. Like there's there's just nothing. It's just like ah fudge. How are we going to explain this? So this is, so here's the kicker from what you're explaining and what you're saying. In order for them to fill everything in, you need probably another hour worth of footage, or cut out unnecessary bullshit. Or okay, okay. Here's another fix. Another fix for the movie here. Okay. okay. Uh, Instead of having the whole revenge crazy scene, uh, we have her, uh, the, the main actress chick, Helen. Uh, she starts falling for uh, Orlando. Uh-huh. Uh, then the whole drug thing happens. Charles gets shot in court. Uh, Helen doesn't know this yet. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. The proposal thing happens. She uh-huh. says, yes, I'll marry you, but you have to understand I have no money. We're going to struggle together. I don't have a job. I don't have anything. And he's like, it doesn't matter, baby. I love you for who you are, and we'll make it. 
Cut to Charles is dead. Uh-huh. They're still married. She gets all the money now. Happily ever after. Or uh, you would not need another hour for the corrections I want to make. Yeah. You need two minutes tops for a scene explaining the drug guy. So after the encounter in that dark room, whatever. Yes. Two minutes max to explain him uh-huh. where he's talking to someone and maybe talking about uh-huh. the shit that he used to do with the attorney. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I can't believe this motherfucker. Um Sorry, mother. You can curse here. Okay, I was. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, I cannot believe this motherfucker is trying to do this after all of. <laughs> wow, you shut it down, beautiful mouth. Um, wow. You know, just like him talking to one of his other gangbanger friends about the shit they used to do. Great. Now we've got the backstory of some kind, yeah. and we understand. I'd shoot him like I shot so and so. Okay. So it makes more sense that he. Grab the dude's gun. Like I'm thinking, he's gonna send one of his homies out to murder him later. Mm-hmm. Not in the court where now, dude, you're never getting the fuck out. Yeah, like you're yeah, fuck so hard now. But he's such a bad guy that he yeah. doesn't even care about those consequences. So he's a horrible gangster. That's two minutes, and then you give me the two minute montage of her growing, and then the only other changes I'm making are to time. So they don't have to change any of the scenes, any of the writing. They just. Ex- Band where she's saying it's been three months now to it's been six months now or it's been nine months now and so the time is greater then you also add in the time that adam was talking about where the character helen has to show that she's growing so the guy orlando has a, a sort of rapport with her type of character that's another amount of time that's you have my to add two minute too. montage i'm not fi- putting adams into my fixes uh, okay, my fix is four <laughs> to five minutes but, but the, the, the other fix of the movie, which uh-huh. ties into this, Annie's whole thing, is they spent too little time on things they should have spent more time on and mm-hmm. too much time on things they didn't need to spend that much time on. Okay. Don't take out the chainsaw. Don't take out the chainsaw. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I love that, the chainsaw. Uh, the only thing I had, honestly, the only thing I had a problem with this entire movie was the piano. Okay. You cannot, you cannot cut a piano with a chainsaw and have it do that. It doesn't happen. <laughs> that was, do you not agree? You agree? Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, right. yeah, I agree. <laughs> I knew you were going that way too. As you said, piano, like, oh, it gets piano abuse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my not going to stand for that. Yeah. I'm a pianist. <laughs> I did wish they'd put in some sort of scene of uh, Medea or one of the people that she like gives guidance to patching the hole in the ceiling from when she shot the gun up. Nah, that'd be funny. Yeah, I felt like that would have been comedic and. Or you know. have you noticed that she's never showed the ceilings? There might be holes everywhere. But we saw plaster <laughs> coming down, so like new hole. Let's just fix it. I don't like the way that this portrays anybody involved in the movie. Okay. Uh, every character, I think, comes across as like a, ooh, is that what that, that person, that kind of person is like? There, there was nothing about any of the characters that was like, oh, that's sweet. That, see, that's where I circle back to the Tyler Perry Except for Tyler Perry because he gave himself the best but role. But also right. his wife. The drug addict. Oh, the scene. I think that she was very realistically portrayed, aside from the very short amount of time for her recovery. Right. I think she was very, very realistically portrayed. Okay. So I I think those were two very real characters. So getting back to the movie about what we were talking about, how do you feel how the movie, or like like basically final thoughts on it, isn't it? We're about that point. Uh, Yeah, basically. Yeah. I, I cannot believe that this... It blew up. This is the beginning. Uh-huh. This spawned a whole Medea franchise. Yes. I, I do not get it. There's nothing about this movie that's like, I need more. I need more of this. Whatever this is, I need more of it. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine anybody saying that out loud or to themselves. Ever. I should have called Jeanette before we did this to find out. Because she loves the Medea movies. Loves them. I can't believe I never saw one in college. Because she used to watch them all the time. You know, like I always came in at like the tail end, or was leaving when she started one. It's just not. It's not good. I'm excited and for I, Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. I don't know who who this caters to. I mean, I think this is not big, you, obviously. <laughs> I, I think I think this is big. This is big in the black community for sure, and the people that are close to the black community, I think, are also a part of this. And maybe that's just what I'm. Uh, I'm not getting. I'm not. I'm not black at all. I don't have any black in me. Uh, well, there's Orlando, maybe. <laughs> what? Excuse what? me. He's mine. Oh, okay. Uh, it just I, I don't I don't get it how it's I, I, I think this portrays black people in a, in a bad light. A, a lot of the characters in this were not good people. There's plenty of movies that are just dumbed down 
stupid movies like this that basically portray all the white people because it's a white movie as idiot fucking hicks that right. are fucking huh. yeah, reindeer true. and you know shooting guns up into the ceiling and yeah. same concepts that duck dynasty off. for one <laughs> you're not gonna hear me you're not gonna hear me defending that movie either Fair enough. or that that's, show I say, but sadly that's more based in reality than this and, okay, and then you, okay and look <laughs> that's true i think i know more white people that act that way than black people that act this way now also take a look at this one the movie that won the oscars uh, best film, I think, was the the the, the Green Book. The Green called? Book, yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know. We did an Oscar ballot. I yeah. got six right. There was a. The story was about a um, black, a black musician. musician that's really good, and he takes on a southern a trip to the south to do his um, tour. But in order to do that, he needs protection. So he hires like an ex FBI or CIA or something, right? Is basically is a white Uber driver. Who's uh kind of like one of these alt right kind of guys and kind of like that Whitney Houston movie I think it was where she hires a bodyguard. Bodyguard? No. Nope. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's called bodyguard. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even know I knew it. Right. High five to me. Um, but I mean, it's, it's you know, he's hmm? basically her lift driver, just drives her around, protects yeah. her from crazy. Except this white guy hates the black dude. At, oh. And then at the end of the movie, I think they realize, hey, turns out we have more in common than we knew. Smile to the camera. Thumbs up. Like a reverse driving Miss Daisy? Yeah. So it was directed by the same person, by the way. Really? Yeah. Was, I think it, I would like it, was, it then. It was Spike Lee. He, was, uh, he, he had a comment saying something to the effect of, uh, I get nowhere putting people in cars. Because <laughs> 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 he didn't get, he didn't get, nominated. He, didn't get oh. he didn't win again. You should. You should have. Probably should have won for Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, I haven't seen this movie yet, so I, I don't know. I love Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. Okay. Anything, anything else about this movie that uh, that you want to you want to touch on? Before no, we, uh, I wrap have it a up? feeling we're gonna have a long conversation before we go to bed. But uh, about this movie, can we just like put this behind us and never talk about it? Again? I will give you the heads up that I am curious to see what the next couple are like. At least the next one. See if it's okay. Similar or different. Maybe watch those Sunday morning when I'm at Jiu-Jitsu. All right, just uh, make sure you ha- somehow give me access to them because I don't know how to work our technologies. Ooh, I will not be downloading them. Sorry. <laughs> you would never download a movie, though. Okay, yeah. All right, so that was our opinion of the movie. But I, Like I said at the top of the show, we have lots of opinions but zero credentials. We're not going to hear from people who actually have credentials, the critics. What do you want to hear first, the good or the bad reviews? Let's start with the good. I feel like it'll put you in a better mood to end with the bad. Yes, 100% correct. All right, good reviews. This is Peter Howell of the Toronto Star. It, it's never less than watchable. A bizarre hybrid that somehow works as a whole, even though its various components don't mesh. Even this guy that said it was good is on my side. It doesn't mesh. Ruth Stein from the San Francisco Chronicle. Raucous and overwrought. The movie is still a hoot to watch and even more fun to talk back to. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, point. you probably weren't awake, but I was definitely having yeah. conversations with this movie. I was talking back to it a lot as well. It was more of, what the fuck is happening? That's confusion oh. talking. Mine was more really... of, oh, you idiot, stop it. Women have some self-respect. Okay. That kind of thing. Stephen Holden from the New York Times. Tyler's Perry. Tyler's Perry? Tyler Perry's movie is so oblivious to genre that it occupies its own special stylistic niche. If you can imagine such a thing as a romantic revenge farce. Is That's a, po- a good way to describe it. Yeah. It's a whole different... Because this reminds me of like plays. Uh, I the way, the way that it comes out. Well, it's over-dramatized because you're in a theater, so you, you have to I really... I have some stuff for you in trivia later. All right. Oh. Tom Syme from the Dallas Morning News... Mr. Perry's irresistible energy and rapid fire wit bring Robin Williams to mind. What the fuck? Mrs. Doubtfire. They're comparing Tyler Perry to Robin Williams. I'm sorry, is, does he have to be more depressed? Wow, too soon. How soon is too soon? <laughs> Jesus, anytime. <laughs> anytime? So it's anytime, never you, can't, you can't take shots at Robin Williams. I, don't care. I did not take a shot at Robin Williams. <laughs> so I was saying, did. does Tyler Perry need to be more depressed to be funny? He needs to be more talented. Um, I think that he is playing to a niche that is paying off well for him, so why would he stop? Yeah. Fine. But do never call him Robin Williams. <laughs> I did not call out Robin Williams. No, this guy did. 
in the review. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Slow down, Mrs. Doubtfire. All right. <laughs> Bad reviews. I would never act like that. Bad reviews. All right. Uh, let's see. I have 45 bad reviews I'm going to read. Huh? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just... Uh, Jack Matthews, New York Daily News. It turns on a dime from scene, <laughs> from scenes of modern sentimentality to manic slapstick. Then turns on another dime to trite Christian moralizing. Sentimentality? Sentimentality. Okay. What did I say? I heard sedimentality and or something. I don't know. I just want to make sure I understood the word. All right. Sorry. Uh, Stephanie Zacharek from Salon.com. Perry doesn't have any delusions of artistry, and potentially, at least, that's refreshing. But any points he earns for lack of pre- of pretense are immediately gobbled up by his lack of subtlety. Can I throw in something you may need to edit out just so I don't seem completely idiotic, uh-huh. like last time? Okay. Salon.com. That sounds like it's going to be a magazine about hairstyles and fashion. Yes. Is it? It is. So it's not one of those ones where I was like, oh, that sounds like butterfly. And you're like, oh, they're one of the most no, so, uh, important Salon.com is, is just, it's a news aggregator. Okay. Uh, news, politics, economy and innovation, culture, science, health, food, life stories, marketplace, oh. video. I feel it, like they should have picked a different name. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's the kind of stuff you talk about when you're at a salon. No. I don't go to salons. So I don't know. Okay. I do. Uh, right. You can edit that. Stephen Witte from the Newark Star Ledger. There's nothing real or even funny in Perry's performance. All padding and crude makeup. He shouts every line as if he's still playing to the upper balcony in a rundown Masonic hall. A little uh, nod to the fact that he did do Broadway, but also saying he sucks. Tom Long from the Detroit News. The whole thing is a melodrama. There's nothing fatally wrong with that. But the setups are so easy and obvious, the humor so broad, and the characters such one-dimensional stereotypes that the drama is laughable. Uh-huh. Now it's time for the Rotten Tomatoes game. Wait, but so you thought it was funny? <laughs> this is the part of the show where I make the guys guess the score of the movie based on its Rotten Tomato score. For those unfamiliar with the scoring system, it's an average score from 0 to 100. Critics and the audience. 0 to 59 is rotten, 60 to 84 is fresh. 85 and up is certified fresh. What would you like to guess first, the critics or the audience? Okay, before we do that, let's all like, take a quick step back and take a drink. Yes. And then we'll go on and continue and take a couple deep breaths. Great. Critics uh, or the audience? Pray for the audience? No? I'm going to let uh, you pick critics or audience because I decided which. All right, why don't you guys guess the audience first? Well, let's go with the critics first. Okay. Critics. Um, I'll say... Tomato meter. I'd say... Tomato meter. I'd say 50. 50, Okay. What do you got? Are we doing critics? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to say... 41. 41 for the critics. Okay. Uh, I wasn't going to mention this because it would have tipped the scales a little bit. It was a lot harder to find good reviews than bad reviews from the top critics in what I had to read. So, uh, my guess, by the way, was 25%. The actual tomato meter was 16% for the cool. critics. Oh, wow. Critics. Okay, 16. On my side. Okay. All right. No wonder you want to do those first because I have a feeling you're going to be really upset then by the uh, audience. Is that the reason why you want to go audience first? Okay. No, that's right. Now guess the audience. Oh, well, I think I already know that I want the audience. Want to go first or you want to go first? You go first. Okay, I'm going to go for 65. 65, oh, okay. That is lower than I, what I was going to guess. All right. I was going to guess 72. 72? Uh... Weirdly enough, Maestro, my guess was also 65. That's what, <laughs> I, that's what I had written down. The actual audience score, 86%. Oh, I was about to say 79. What the hell? How many movies did they make? Several hundred. <laughs> several, several, several. Uh, they at, think they made too many. <laughs> so at some point, the critics' opinions really don't matter. <gasps> Someone out there is really liking it and no. they're making money. What, what this says is... This is a actual pile of shit movie, but people are dumb. Oh wait, are we in in America? Is Trump still our president? Yes. Does that explain most of your information? I think that's proving my point. People are dumb. Is what I'm saying. That, I think we're all uh, just arguing your point right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're, not, dumb. we're all we're on dumb. your side here, dude. Relax. Eighty-six yeah, percent of people. That's how Trump got in office. They all like this movie. <laughs> okay. They all elected this movie. <laughs> 
I really feel like you're getting very upset and worked this up is, over this here. Is, and I just yeah. Uh, I mean, like, uh-huh. you, gotta, you gotta laugh, man. I feel like I mean, that deep breath did seriously, not work. I don't even think he breathed yet. I nope. think he's still waiting to exhale. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you got it. You made it happen. <laughs> Nicely done, sir. Thank you. Oh, right. I think he needed that. Look, you're smiling again and everything. Oh, he's turning pink. <sighs> uh, all right, Paul Giamatti wasn't in this. If you notice that Paul Giamatti has slowly been in a lot of the movies we are doing, and since we all love him equally... We decided to ask, what role would Paul Giamatti have played in this movie? Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why do you have to ruin the movie, man? It's just the most obvious reason why you would never choose him for it. That's all. I, I, honestly, I'd do the ex-husband, honestly. I, w- I want him to be the brother. Let's get Tyler Perry out of one of his costumes and put Paul Giamatti in there. Okay. Um, it could be stepbrother, even. Whatever. To make it so that Paul Giamatti could explain why he's white. Or just like uh, if he was making those things, maybe comments, he married one of the siblings into the, married into the family. Fine, if he was making those kinds of comments, I, I, I would have found it a lot more entertaining than if it was Tyler Perry talking to himself, laughing at himself, thinking, "Oh, this is going to be great, guys." Oh, oh, wait till they get a load of me and my makeup dancing. <laughs> They're going to love it. What about the uh, attorneys? Sort of not pipsqueaky, but kind of awkward little yes man assistant. I don't remember that character at all. Oh, oh basically, um, the lawyer had like an assistant that actually told him to go away in a couple of times, but didn't really have yeah. much speaking voice either, though. So, well, so I said we oh, get okay. the ambulance. Okay. Yeah. But if you give Paul Giamatti his character, you give him a few fun little lines. Yes. Well, that'd be fun. I can't really think of anyone else that he'd be Greatly improved movie if, if we take out one of the t- Tyler Perry's and put in a Giamatti. Even if you make him Medea, I think I would enjoy this movie a lot more. I don't know about that. I know. Yeah. All right, now for trivia. Yeah, Medea's Medea for a I reason. I start remembering that you guys do that game so I can think on this ahead of time. Yeah. This is a part of the show where I give you little bits of facts or information you may not know about the movie. First of all, the house in which Charles' character resides is the actual home of Tyler Perry. Yep. The house oh. that they were in. That's where he actually lives. Yep. I know about that. The name Medea is a contraction of the word mother dear. Oh, Madea. I kind of like that. Madea. How you doing, Madea? Madea. Yeah. The character Madea is a combination of the women in Tyler Perry's life, his mother, aunts, and sisters. Huh. Hmm. Well, then that would explain a lot. I mean, you just combine the personalities of, what, three to five women into one person, put you in, get a lot of contradicting personalities. They should have also put in here his father to explain the facial structure. Ah, uh, funny. <laughs> Everyone knows fathers don't contribute DNA to their daughters. (laughs) (laughs) Tell that to my daughter's ears. Uh, (laughs) Tyler Perry paid for half of the $5.5 million budget with Lionsgate. So he put up, what, $2.75 million of Uh his own money to make sure this happened. Yeah, makes sense. Where did he make that money before, Medea? Place. Place. Oh. Are we getting to that fact, sorry? This is the last trivia here. Based around the character of Medea, this is a movie, played by Tyler Perry in a series of hits African-American gospel stage plays. In 2000, I Can Do Bad All By Myself, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, 2001, Medea's Family Reunion, 2002, Medea's Class Reunion, 2003, Meet the Browns, 2004, and Medea Goes to Jail, 2004. I believe all of those became movies, except for Meet the Browns became a TV series. Wait, those were all... Plays? Plays? I was gonna say, do this a Medea class reunion. That's the one I want to see. Yeah, that, they actually they, what they but. do is they record the play um, as a, in the movie format, but it's actually the play going on. So did he that. write the plays, or was he in the plays, he, or both? Both. That's got to be a lot harder to direct a play that you're in versus directing a movie that you're in because you can't. It's a little different going back to watch the footage and then editing, oh, that was yeah. my best one. Let's use that versus like in a play. It's like... The, the plus also of doing a play versus doing a movie is Tyler Perry can only play one role. That's not true. Just don't have his character on the stage at the same time. These are all on the same... All these characters well, are in the same well, space. What yeah. I do like about this <laughs> is just like it shows kind of what he used to do beforehand. Before the plays, he was homeless. He was... Basically, these plays are what got him off the streets. Mm-hmm. And basically, what people liked about it was how he produced and kept on going in this way. Yeah, that was also in trivia. I just skipped over that one though. Oh, lovely. even more of a reason, dude. He found a niche that's that's profitable, 
and making money, why would he stop? How are you questioning there being more? The, knowing that now, it's yeah. not like he was some rich kid pursuing an artistic dream. Found and, a talent, and he. And at even at the end of most of his films or things, he tries to tie in something that's supposed to be uplifting and positive. The only thing you really should never use to make money or build a career off of is Tom Cruise. Oh my God, Tom Cruise's teeth. Okay, or so his nose. So you're saying that he got all kinds of money from uh, when he was in plays? Yeah. All right. And money I- makes the world go round. <laughs> We're going to put this film in perspective <laughs> with other films that were released this year so we can get a feel financially how a film held up to its peers. The budget for this film, as I said earlier, $5.5 million. Why don't you guys take a guess at the total worldwide gross? How much that does this one make? Great segue this Thank time. You. I know, right? I can also really feel how much Adam wants to stop talking about this movie. I know, right? He's just powering through it. He's like, let this be over. I don't know what you're talking about. Why do you I've, think I'm, I'm smiling so much right now? I've already forgotten the figure. You, you know, we should take it. like a little like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what we should do? We should just, like take a little trip back into the film and talk about what we'd like to about this the movie. This movie's budget was $5.5 <laughs> million. That's a nice good budget they would have for making a movie. Are we guessing the worldwide? Worldwide or? gross. How much did this make all over the world? Wait, you said $5.5 million, but he, didn't you just say that Tyler Perry put up $5.5 million? He put up half of that himself. Ah. The budget was 5.5. He chipped in for half of that. Oh. I'm assuming because Lionsgate was like, oh, we're not paying for this piece of shit. Oh. Sorry. I feel like they've said something more along the lines of a lot of this has been done before. It's a little bit risky to duplicate it and hope that it's a hit. $5.5 million. Worldwide uh, gross. Worldwide gross. So wait, it, what's the rule? It's got to be three times? Three times the budget in order for it to be okay. considered profitable. So that'd be what? 15. 17.5 million. Okay. I am going to go with, I'm guessing it was a huge hit in the U.S. So, do you want to go first? Or you I'll go, go first. Okay. All right. Considering that this is probably going to be a film that's been primarily U.S. owned, right? Because it, people, cause it, it translates to people in the U.S. How okay. they react and stuff like that, right? Sure. So, and considering how big of a hit his plays and movies end up becoming... I'm guessing this is more in the triple digits, so I'm thinking two hundred fifty million. Oh, right. I settled on one ten. I was debating between eighty five and one ten. Those are the two numbers that just feel good to me. Okay. So we're gonna go with the one ten. In the U.S., this grows fifty point six million dollars. Oh, we still have overseas though. In the foreign box office, this grossed nineteen. Thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, I was right about that. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I went off of just U.S. <laughs> so it was bringing exactly- the total to fifty point six million. It's just the same as what so it's all about DVD <laughs> sales or so. Well, this is just home. Bo- this is uh, opening night, basically. I thought this was until it comes out of theaters. Yes. Okay. Then it's, okay. It's like yeah. This is, the, the whole time is in theaters. Okay. This is still at least nine times. It made nine times the budget, though. So huge success. Can we look up what the second movie did in theaters? Well, I would just be curious. If, what's the second movie? Yeah, no, I, I, I have it pulled up already. Oh, oh. lovely. Just because the, the first one apparently, I guess, became a huge hit well, after it came out. Of this theaters. film debuted in first place on the weekend of February 25, 2005 with $21.9 million. So it made almost half of, of its entire earnings in its, its first weekend. Fair enough. In February. According to Box Office Mojo, this is the 22nd highest grossing film in the category. One person playing multiple characters? Comedy Fat Suit. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, There there are those. Number one movie in the Comedy Fat Suit department. You want to take a guess? Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire it is. Yes. You can't go wrong with Mrs. Doubtfire. You really can't. Which I believe. After that is followed yeah. by the Austin Powers movies. Uh, get in my belly. Then the Santa Claus movies. Like <laughs> and then it goes into... Uh, Eddie Murphy's Wait, Professor. Eddie Murphy. The third one? The Santa Claus. Santa Claus? Chris Kringle. The voice you're doing. Parents Nicole. Oh. That's... When he's telling a kid, like, what's your name? It's like, Chris Kringle. Uh, St. Nick. Oh. Right, right. Cop. It's a cop. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's what they call them in some language. Uh, oh. I don't remember that part. Okay. Yeah. It's in the first one, right around towards 20 minutes before the end of the movie. <laughs> oh! 
Right? Okay. This was the 57th highest grossing film of 2005. Number one that year, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Good choice. It's a good movie. All right. If you hate yourself or people in your life and you wanted to buy them some Medea movies or Medea paraphernalia. Wait, 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 real quick. You told me you were going to tell me what the second movie made. I wanted to see if that was like really huge considering what it obviously must have made after it came out of theaters on duty sales and stuff. Okay. So, like I said, if you hate yourself or people around you and you wanted to buy them some Medea swag, where would you do that, Maestro? Well... If you really wanted to look for something that would really upset Adam or people like Adam, you just go to Amazon. Basically, you go in, uh, to our website first, though. Click on our banner. They take you to the link to Amazon. So your shopping is normal, but it helps. Uh, but it proceeds cost you anything extra, man? Yeah, it doesn't. It, the proceeds actually help uh, support the show. Yeah. You. Uh, Medea's class reunion that came out. Wait, two thousand three. How's that possible? Are you telling me your facts are fake? Nah, bad. That makes them real here, though. <laughs> what is happening? Uh, your computer doesn't disagree with you, man. Let me, let me, let me. Uh, well, uh, I'll let you know after the show. Okay. I don't have time for this. <laughs> First the computer, then the world. All right, that was 2005's <laughs> Diary of a Mad Black Woman, directed by Darren Grant. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoilers Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Help write and review the show on iTunes so it can help us get to the top of the rankings. If you leave us a review on iTunes and leave us a recommendation for the show, that movie will go to the top of our list and we'll watch it before anything else. Next week, we're watching 2013's... Oh, that's a lie. We're watching 2017's Kong Skull Island. This is actually a uh, recommendation from uh, from Hollywood. Interesting. I wasn't, oh. wasn't going to do another movie, but uh, Hollywood chimed in like, hey, maybe you guys should do that movie instead. We're doing this because of Brie Larson. She's uh, in Kong Skull Island, and she's going to be playing Captain Marvel in the movie coming out this, uh, this very weekend, or next weekend. Oh. So, All right. So we're doing that thanks to Hollywood. Yeah, Mom. Before we end this, I have Yum. one thing I have to ask you. Yum. Considering that you hated this movie so much, yes. the director... Is Darren Grant? Yes. Not Tyler Perry. Right. So he directed it. Yes. Tyler Perry produced it and wrote it. Yes. What I'm just saying is that like the directing the the camera angles, the stuff like that, the yeah. weird shots, the uh, the choices that they're made for each individual thing. Mm-hmm. What if it wasn't Tyler Perry's choice? <gasps> Did Darren Grant Did Darren direct Grant- anything else that Adam does like? Yeah. No. Well, he d- he did music videos. So you're oh, telling me that yes, I did. The guy that writes plays has a director that does music videos to make the film, and maybe probably it's, the only guy that would direct uh, to come uh, come close to this movie. Like we need a director of some kind. Hey, that guy he he likes uh, Destiny's Child, Boys to Men. So what I think Kent is saying is that um, if Tyler Perry directed any of the later films. Tyler Perry was new to the film world, needed someone to do it. People were afraid of it, thought it'd be a flop, so he got what he could get. Maybe the later movies are going to be a lot better, because Tyler Perry will have a better eye from behind the camera and able to direct his own, so we need to watch those, too. I will say yeah. I think that's what Kent was trying to say. Thank you, Eric. Okay. It's, it's, it's never going to happen. It's okay. Never you you ever heard of Robot Chicken? Yes. All right. Good to know. What the hell? What? I don't. I've never seen robot chicken. Oh, in the in the beginning of the commercial of the cartoon, basically the guy takes a ro- a chicken that he's like messed with, right? Puts him in front of a TV, opens his eyeballs, and straps him to the thing. Oh, oh like Clockwork Orange? Yeah, pretty much. That movie freaks me out. I know, right? Just to let you know, there's a lot of TVs in this house, and there might be something to tie you down at them. Uh, you told him about that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, since this is never going to be on the podcast, uh, the Medea's family reunion uh-huh. was the next movie. Yes, uh, the budget for that film was six million dollars, and it grossed sixty-three million domestically, and then overseas fifty thousand dollars. Is there a way? I don't know why they keep sending these overseas. People in Europe are no. substantially more sophisticated than us. So this made a little bit more. 
Is there a way to look up what it makes? Like it's on box or DVD sales and stuff. I mean, uh, how oh, are they continuing seriously. to make these? If, oh if how does it get an eighty something percent positive uh-huh. audience review and that low box office sales? Well, the reason. And well, well, that's the thing about it, though. Oh, well, we'll talk about this after the podcast. I think Ooh. we're trying to wrap up, aren't we? Um? Yes, I've been oh, trying to wrap up finished. for at least. Uh, I thought an we hour finished. You said this won't be on the podcast. So I thought we were done. Who said that? You did. You did. You said no, no. since none of this since, will be on the podcast. No, no. no. So. Since, since Medea will never return to the podcast. Oh, oh I, think so. <laughs> I thought we were done. <laughs> any, any. God, I damn think it. she will. No. <gasps> Not- oh, I had to use my review. Oh, I'll have Jeanette leave a review. Oh, okay. She loves Medea. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that was our opinion, uh, and uh, we already did all that. Fine. Uh, next week, uh, check out <laughs> Kong Skull Island. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Maestro. I'm Annie. And I really enjoy that little, like, vestibule you have right now. Ah!